0: Everybody, and welcome to another episode of uh, Provoke the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host Brian Wilder and we have a couple of all-stars in the uh the, the room today. And go ahead Hello, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves.
1: I'm Sam Cook. I've been on a couple of episodes of this before. I'm you the have? director of Agency Happiness for Evoke. And I'm Kelsey Chalou,
2: and I've been hanging out with Brian in the studio the last couple of weeks and how
0: to be back Excellent. Well, thank you guys for coming in the studio. Um, we, as always, we are recording in the sometimes sunny uh, mm-hmm. Evoke Advertising Studios uh, here in uh, Orlando, Florida. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about content and all of its forms, from social media platforms to the content that you consume through conferences and um, uh, and, and, and and podcasts, of course. Um, we're definitely going to dive into like some of our favorite podcasts, like some of our maybe some of our favorite and not so favorite moments from from the past few provoke episodes. And um, and this is really all in an attempt to celebrate International Podcast Day, which is coming up September 30th. So yeah, it'll have already transpired by the time you guys listen to this. But um, is that that's it's not today. today?
1: Today's the thirtieth. Nope. Today's, Today's the twenty <laughs> See, trying uh, to throw I'm, me off. I'm deep in Saturday <laughs> at this point in my day.
0: Yeah, you checked <laughs> out. It's you checked the out hours ago. It's already <laughs> the weekend for you. But um, yeah, yeah. So so so, look forward to that that riveting discussion as we we, we dive into this episode. So, uh, Kelsey, you want to take it take it?
2: Yeah. So um, as we all know, Twitter made a, released a beta, which I think is a good move as far as just giving it to a couple couple players um to expand their character account. So what are we at? Two eighty two eighty so they doubled, from doubled the character yeah. mm-hmm. account and um lots of people are freaking out.
1: Yeah um, I saw someone um that just instead of a real like coherent like I'm excited for two eighty characters tweet, they just tweeted um the lyrics to Smash Mouth. <laughs> All Star by Smash Mouth, <laughs> just like in a long chain. Because we can do that now. Because we can do that now. Because oh, yeah. they allowed, um, a while ago, they allowed the return so you can like add big breaks and spaces mm-hmm. and make your tweet really long. Mm-hmm. So I opened my phone and my whole feed was just All Star by Smash Mouth. Honestly. And we had a good one
2: too during their chat this week was like, how do you feel about this, you know, new Twitter character expansion? No, really. How do you feel? <laughs> and carried out, like, 15, 50 E's um, carrying it. But you guys think this is going to dilute the platform? Is it going to turn it into too much of a ranting place, um, which is
1: really what Facebook is for? <laughs> I think. Tell well, us what you think. Um, I think that this is going to enable people. I think that we're stuck in the... 140. I think people are going to stay around the 140 count. But this, um, when I write a tweet, I am not a concise person. (laughs) So I don't use Twitter really at all. But when I do, it's because I have, like, a short blurb. Like, Facebook... much shorter than any other content I put anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I think that this will enable people to get their feelings across instead of having to cut out little pieces and then have their words misread. Mm-hmm. So I do think that this is going to be a boon for people that are public figures, for people that are involved in the Twitter sphere to get their emotions out and like get. A little bit more expansive on the points that they're trying to make before someone else calls them out with a GIF and like a snappy <laughs> comment, um, because th- the short character format made it so that it things could be misread really easily.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I think that people are going to not abuse the 280, but be have like room. To I be think able people to. are gonna
1: abuse it too. Well, I guess people
2: probably <laughs> if, if you give anyone something they'll yeah. abuse it. But I think the majority them. of it once it kind of like calms down uh, from a social media point of view and working um with brands or you know trying to get out one idea like you said and you like sometimes just need that extra word to Mm -hmm. fill everything in then you have to like rework your whole idea but you're trying to get this one across so I think it's going to be useful in maybe passing the 140 just a little bit Mm -hmm. but the 100 280 no, that's
1: sensitive. a lot. I think that yeah, just. I, I Brian think that like one sixty-five. Ryan's just like quiet over here. Just like
0: I'm, what do you just, think, no, I'm just taking it all oh, in. No. Oh well, going back to the idea of like giving people a couple extra characters mm-hmm. to say what they really feel. I, that, that'll I think that'll really eliminate those um super annoying uh TMI links like when a mm. when a tweet is just too long and then it gives you that that extra link to open the full link here, uh, the full tweet here. So it'll definitely eliminate that. Um, one person was talking, one person I followed Twitter was talking about how it's an opportunity to bring back uh, forum signatures.
1: Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Back to AIM. Did you?
0: No, that's not a forum. Oh, <laughs> oh the baby Yum. in the room. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, so when you... You used to be on a message board, you would have like a Sig like a Siggy at the bottom. <laughs> you could have like song lyrics to your favorite song and like some like Japanese cow emoji and then like just here on for the left. Oh my and then god like two music notes because oh, you had to use she was just you had to Colin use ASCII's. <laughs> yeah, you had to use ASCI like you couldn't use like emojis. Yeah, this is like
0: pre emoji. Yeah. It
1: was like and where was this? Um, on message boards.
0: Oh my god. Oh no. Uh, yep. This this, this episode's over. <laughs> we are we were old. dating oh we're dating god. ourselves.
1: Um, so like uh like I used to belong to like a Harry Potter message board called MuggleNet. <laughs> okay. And there is now this, like, the episode yeah. is over. <laughs>
0: it's
3: like a forum. <laughs> yeah, okay. so it's so like,
2: like like a Reddit kind like, of forum. Yes. It was Reddit. much yes, yeah, much exactly much
0: like thread thread it. Reddit where you could like create topics and then there would be a threaded conversation that covered there's there're message boards and community forums virtually everything yeah oh yeah so
1: like there's wikis for virtually everything there's yeah. like a there's like disney wikis mm-hmm. there's wikis for breaking bad where yeah. they, people are like, "This is the color of the roof in the first episode. This mm-hmm. is the color of the roof in the thirtieth episode," and it just gets real deep.
0: So maybe that's the maybe that's Twitter's goal is to kind of bring it back full circle and recreate this kind of because we already see, you already see people making threads on on oh, yeah. um, Twitter all the time. I
1: love Twitter threads. I like yeah. reading. It's a digestible format because it's short. Yeah. But like you know, I follow uh, Sean King. I think mm-hmm. His name is like a reporter that's doing real, real riveting good coverage. Right now, and and they'll thread all their thoughts uh, instead of writing a blog post Mm -hmm. because it's digestible, Mm -hmm. and if you don't feel like clicking into the thread, you don't have to.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you can kind of almost cherry pick certain things to really like hone in on how you feel about whatever a person's talking about. So, I mean, as far as the the character expansion, it's still as with everything that we talk about, it's new. It's still too soon to tell. Mm-hmm. There are people who are going to love it. There are people who are going to hate it. It's almost when whenever Facebook changes its format and don't, just out of the blue and doesn't tell anybody, mm-hmm. and people are just like, "What is this?" I'm never going to use Facebook again. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, they're posting the same like email yeah. chain stuff that, you know. Oh,
1: I, I keep seeing, you know, the, the copy pasta that people send out, like, during the
0: holidays. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The forward, forward, forward. Up, <laughs> yeah, like, hit
1: up your top ten Santas <laughs> with this long copy thing. It's just all emojis. Yeah. I got a Halloween one today. Know, oh, like, yeah. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes, agreed. Now the,
0: now the holidays can truly start. Yes, now the holidays <laughs> have begun.
1: Um, I do not think that it's going to delete the platform. I, I think Twitter's too strong. It's been around too long to really lose any of its user base or detract Mm -hmm. anything. It's just added
0: bonus format now. Yeah. But on the flip side, I think there are far more pressing matters that Twitter pr- probably mm. address in the very near future. Uh, um, you know, when it comes to like dance. online harassment and, yes. and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And I know that's something that people are still very, very vocal about. So I um, think that this will help uh, with,
1: with mitigating that issue a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. think that this gives people more space to really speak their minds um, and develop thoughts before they get flamed. Yeah. 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 So, that that's the hope. Uh-huh. That's the hope.
0: Um,
2: quick comment on a humanities side. The fact that, like, a couple different languages didn't get it because... Oh, Japan. Yeah, Japan, mm-hmm. China, and some other... Uh, I think there's three three other languages that it didn't mm-hmm. um, roll out to because they can get across a larger amount of ideas in shorter time than mm-hmm. English. And, because of their character system. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. uh, so it's just... Yeah, just, kanji just
1: needs way less characters to form full words. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're English still
2: things. they're still at the hundred and forty. Um, but that, yeah,
1: yeah. That's just- Do you ever, so, like, on those old forums, do you remember going to, like, a band forum or, like, a music forum, and there's always one person that just posts, come to Brazil, and, like, the whole page is just covered in (laughs) come to Brazil. So, uh, Portuguese is very difficult to write on Twitter. Uh It ends up always going over the character Mm. limit. Okay. that's like, one of those languages that's really, really hard because words are long, and composite words, like, in German, like, there's Mm. composite words. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Um, an average uh, tweet out of Brazil or an average tweet in Spanish um, ends up being like 165 characters. For just like already over the lot. 140. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. super cool. Um, I think... I think, I
0: think, I think a good yeah, I mean, that's good. pretty much all I had to say as far as like the, 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 the sort of expansion, just the idea that, you know, there, there's more. I, I, like, I like what you were saying about, um, Sam, how you were saying that it would give people an opportunity to maybe... Form more more coherent thoughts, mm-hmm. and 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 as as opposed to just the little bite sized, yeah. um, one hundred forty character vomit sometimes because yeah. yeah. there's only so much you can express in mm-hmm. one hundred forty.
1: Um, also, like the question format, like I'll get, um, I see people like asking questions in the form of a statement, yeah, so that they don't have to say, "What do you think about." enter thing question mm-hmm. mark they'll just be like what about blank yeah and i think this gives you a little bit more of a a question question answer yeah format could be a little bit easier on yeah Twitter yeah a little for bit. like quick q a's mm-hmm. for celebs and stuff yeah do we know how many people it rolled
2: out to
0: i don't know i don't have like a exact numbers I I know I don't have it yet I haven't (laughs) checked but um I know I know some people who do Um, but we're gonna switch gears real quick and um we're gonna talk about advertising week NYC it's uh anybody in advertising should know about this yearly event um they just by the time you hear this they will have wrapped up for the year um just a week-long series of forums (laughs) in real life um and 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 Panel discussions and a lot of uh, breakout sessions that kind of really run the whole gamut of advertising, marketing, and and tech. So to kind of jump into this, did you guys did, did you guys keep up with it at all? I did. Okay. Yeah. So what were were there any kind of standout sessions, appearances, panels that you guys? That you oh, guys saw that you were really interested?
1: There are a lot of celebrities. Yeah. Well, I mean, That's it's it. New York,
0: so they're yeah. they probably just like wandering by and I was like, oh what's a this? A lot of celebrities <laughs> talking though on
2: it too, mm-hmm. like Sarah Jessica Parker and Gianni yeah. Alba. And yeah. They
1: all have the their Gina own. Davis Foundation for Women in Media. <laughs> Shout out to Gina Davis. I
0: had no idea that existed, and I was like, but yes. out, more power to you. Shout <laughs> out to Gina. Gina Davis.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what was um, the last
0: thing I've ever seen her in? Uh
1: wasn't she in uh Stuart Little? Oh
0: man, she was in *Sewer <laughs> Little*. In Little? That's she was also character. in *Beetlejuice*. In *Beetlejuice*, she was in oh, *Beetlejuice*. Yeah, she the mom. Yeah, right? she was the, the the mom, the wife, the wife, the wife. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, there was um. An IBM Watson leadership breakfast.
0: Was it and led by Watson? It, <laughs> Why not? I can't tell you because
2: it, it gave its like little description and said invite only Ooh. at the end. And then like the stream was like request to stream, like you had to like and I was like oh, I don't know mm. if I'm like craft <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, but I, that would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, they there can, was a lot of coverage just on, on Watson and They can get so. Watson
1: on Jeopardy, but they won't let you
2: watch
3: <laughs> <at> <laughs> But I couldn't Watson watch breakfast. the breakfast <laughs> come on. at MoMA. I was like, come on, let me stream that.
1: How Our good does that music? sound? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that wasn't a lot for me to see, but... Um, it, ex- it was there.
2: It was there. Uh, um, that, I think, Watson advertising is, is rolling out this mm-hmm. week to coincide with that
1: what's that about what's watson advertising about yeah.
2: um so watson is ibm's artificial intelligence system right. and mm-hmm. um uh watson uh, ibm is or uh, er, the weather channel is owned by ibm and i learned this just recently but the weather channel um distributes okay hold on let me let me uh take this back so you were talking about face face id being able to capture yeah. um uh-huh. someone's Uh, mode or mood and how would we be able to serve them Mm -hmm. an ad based on that. Okay, so uh, Weather Channel, owned by IBM, Mm -hmm. Uh, Watson Advertising is now going to be able to send people ads based on weather. So if it's sunny out, they're going to be able to serve you things that might correspond that mood. Um, If it's raining out, Watson uh, can serve you an ad for new windshield wipers and kind of bring in this whole new... Weather data system. That's crazy. Um, that's 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 one piece of it, which is crazy. Okay. But then um, the other thing is that it's going to be an interactable ad with intelligence behind it. So you're going to get served an ad. It's going to have the little Watson ID logo. Okay. You click on that and you can have an intelligent conversation with the brand. Customizable responses to each consumer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 the alarms are going
1: crazy. up. Um, so uh, either of you watch It's watching- real. What?
0: Skynet. It's coming.
1: Skynet's coming. So, have you seen Parks and Rec?
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah?
1: So, you remember that episode where they all get the phones from, like, the Facebook-esque company that's, like, all run by the lens? And they're like, well... We're going to install this app on everybody's phone without their permission, and it's going to read your face, and we use facial recognition technology when you come in the door here. Mm -hmm. So that's our platform when it's going to read your mood, and like if you're in a great mood, it's going to geo-nudge you towards a sick (laughs) coffee shop, and if you're not in a great mood, it's going to steer you towards a sweet pick-me-up cup of joe, and it's like... So it's just an app to find coffee shops, and they're like, "Yeah, we're developing it with Starbucks."
0: <laughs> Geo nudge. That's that's, that's that's my awesome. that's that's my new favorite awesome phrase now. Geo nudge. Um, I mean, but oh,
1: that's what that sounds like. It's yeah. like a like a coffee shop nudging app. <laughs> Yo, I think this is
2: what you're in the mood for. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, it gives each user personal engagements, which especially at social, we do every single day Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of time Um, if you're trying to make each one uh personal and reflecting that person's character and that person's feed this will be able to read even what they're engaging with online and be able to give them back yeah um, yeah content that's more equipped to them yeah
1: that always brings up the question of like what is what what's the morality surrounding Mm -hmm. that you know like where how does silicon valley weigh in on on moral privacy issues um, and then, you know, what, like, what is practical to advertise in, in this method? Like, other than windshield wipers, like, what products are, are really practical for this to use? Like, who has the budget for this? Mm-hmm. Sort of uh, what I'm assuming is going to be a higher level placement yeah, budget. Sure. Um, and, you know, just sort of where, where does this take us into the future for advertising? Uh, I, say, like, I a
0: don't know. Of, like, a
2: Siri for, like... Big, big like General Mills or yeah, yeah, um, like craft, like all these mm-hmm. big. Like just being able to get an Instagram ad and then ask them like, what can I cook with blank and blank ingredients, and it being oh, able be to cool. respond to you. That's the idea behind it. Um,
1: Amazon should hop on that with Whole Foods. <sighs> so, they should uh, hop on that. What do I? I'm sure. What do I buy? And then they're like, well, you can pick these ingredients up at Whole Foods, and then you can make this <laughs> sick dish for your fam at home it just kind of reminded (laughs) me but when we were doing the
2: Amazon Amazon chat someone made a joke about like you know how you're shopping on Amazon and it's like if you like, don't put it in your cart. So like other items that you might like, someone made a joke about that. Uh-huh. About that being like at the uh, grocery shop mm-hmm. or grocery store. And like the day after, I was like, man, I wish I heard this joke like mm-hmm. 24 hours before. Yeah. Um, but it's like, so does this mean when you go to Whole Foods that you're gonna like pick up a orange and then put it back down and someone's gonna like run up behind you and be like you might also like this nectarine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like keep like pulling out these like it's similar. A being. Yeah. yeah. Like the act of being. sneaking yeah. up behind like, you.
1: <laughs> you might also <laughs> yeah. like. As you turn the corner, yeah. <laughs> no fresh oranges. How about a delectable marmalade for your house and home?
0: Oh, man. I mean, I, uh, anything's possible. Anything's I, possible. I, I, I wouldn't put it past anybody. Or it's no. just
1: tiny Watsonettes, like little Watson robots. <laughs> little robots rolling just rolling like bumping into
0: you. Yeah. Brian, what are you excited about? Um, there was one there was one session that I actually watched live it was on Monday um, and it had uh, Joel and Benji Madden from you. Good
3: Charlotte
0: <laughs> from Good Charlotte so oh I was like yeah I'm, I'm watching God. this but it talked about like uh, the cannabis industry and how no way yeah and how Good a lot you, of you
1: Joel and Benji Madden right right yeah. a lot of investors or a lot of money, a lot of investors you've been out of the scene for how long now oh man. They, they deserve it they need a they need a coming yeah. back
0: yeah lifestyles of the rich and famous Ooh, indeed <laughs> Uh, but i mean in that session they really just talked about how cannabis is a multi-billion dollar industry I and mean, like the thing you know the talking points that we were all familiar with is this this point but it 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 really just kind of solidified really galvanized the idea that 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 weed is a thing oh, that yeah. people can make decent money off of and really and really kind of advertise it responsibly and smartly um and so it was just a whole panel of people just talking about how each person got into the industry and, you know, is either like a friend of a friend or he's like, oh, you know, my my mom has a business partner who they 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 have a grow house out in California and and blah, blah, blah. And so it, but but a lot of the um, what I found most interesting was a lot of the almost like the six degrees of, of weed mm-hmm. <laughs> and like how people kind of stumbled into the industry and how, just how much it's grown yeah. in just the past few years.
1: Grown. Uh, uh. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like if you're not, you know, if you aren't touched by an illness that would benefit from the medical marijuana community and industry, Mm -hmm. if you're not touched by the rate of DUI and alcohol-related offenses in this country, if you're not touched by any of the things that cannabis as a As a industry could help improve or otherwise progressively affect, Mm -hmm. then I don't know who you are. Like I have, (laughs) I have no idea who really isn't in on that, uh, wouldn't benefit directly from that industry. I think I struggle too. I'm sure there's some people that are like very, very against it and Mm -hmm. don't want to be associated at all. But um, I think that you know, we need to hurry up. We need to get the stuff. Speed it up! Come on, Florida. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, we need tax money. <laughs> we need yeah. it real bad. Yeah. Were they talking about the perception of
2: it and changing the perception of it, or mm. they were already just talking like? No, yeah, I mean,
0: is yeah, because a lot of them were very knee deep in the industry, and so a lot of the people that they interact with get it. Like they get it. They don't they're not trying to change minds or, 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 or assimilate anyone that the, the people that they interact with understand it and and, and, and realize the, a lot of the potential behind it. So it was more so the idea of just like ramming home that idea of getting in on this and like the idea of, of being more politically invested in it because there is a lot of lobbyism lot that of comes. Yeah, exactly. And just like kind of giving some pointers on how advertisers can kind of navigate the the the, 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 the slippery the slope waters. that is yeah exactly just yeah. The, the 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 kind of murkiness of it. Mm-hmm. So it was super informative.
1: If you haven't seen the new Kingsman movie.
0: I still need uh, to go see that. It's very go good, and there's
1: one of the characters is a drug trafficker. Oh, yeah? Who has like a nefarious but also very progressive idea about what to do <laughs> um, about the drug industry. I highly recommend the movie. Okay. It is a ride. <laughs> it is in itself. Oh yeah. Um, it's pretty pretty nuts. Were
2: there any panels or
1: things that stuck oh, up to you? That oh you were yes, excited about? yes definitely. So I recently bought a subscription to Teen Vogue. Nice. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I love that magazine. Uh, I am not a teen, and I am not in Vogue, but here we are. Uh, and I, I really like it. Um, it's a really interesting and just, like, wholesome publication um, that's very liberal. And uh, Allure and Teen Vogue were both focusing, did a panel on um, innovating their content um, and driving content up because they've both seen recently a large number of success um, or a large quantity of of new subscriptions and things mm-hmm. like that because they are not relying on just data to put out social media and magazine content. Okay. They're just giving their readers that demographic what they want without sort of beating around the bush and being super PC about it. So um, they're really focusing on getting people honest content mm-hmm. instead of trying to appeal to all the masses. Yeah. Because... They have proven that sales are growing by giving people content that they relate to, and it kind of becomes an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. But um, Teen Vogue did an anti-fascist like uh, Instagram post, okay, and it was shared a million times and was like the subject of a bunch of articles, and it ended up being where a lot of people were like, "Yes, this is the content that I'm looking for." Like they are looking for people. Um, behind magazines and behind media outlets to really take a stance Mm -hmm. and they're seeing direct sales revenue from Mm -hmm. taking big stances like that yeah so i thought that that was really interesting that like this super liberal um not necessarily like hippy dippy but like very progressive
0: uh, woke very woke
1: super woke (laughs) uh teen publication Uh is like putting out you-can-unfollow-us-if-you-support-fascism mm-hmm. Instagram posts and, like, seeing mm-hmm. people come in droves to mm-hmm. subscribe to their Instagram. Especially in that industry and oh, yeah. what that rap Because people in general in the, in the industry are like, how do we spin this so that it's PC mm-hmm. and doesn't upset anybody? Mm-hmm. And they've thrown that out the window, and they're directly benefiting from it. Awesome. Yeah, so I think it's really cool, and, and I think that we are going in that direction. I do think that it becomes an echo chamber, though. I think that... Explain. Like, the way that you engage with people that are of a like mind. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get trapped in this one like mindset. One mindset. Yeah, you're not really seeing the other side of the coin, and you're just, you know, putting something out, an idea out into the void, mm-hmm. and it just reflects back to you, like, yes, you're correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that's where it sort of becomes an echo chamber, I think. But... They're not going to convert the other side. Mm-hmm. It kind of contributes to the political polarization that's happening right now, but they're not going to convert the other side. They're just invested in grabbing their demographic and making content the for thing. their demographic and just rolling with it, and they're directly benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. awesome. So that was pretty cool.
0: Fantastic. And speaking of content, um, we, we have a podcast. You're currently listening to it. And um, podcasts have kind of... Podcasts are weird in the sense that they were a thing before anybody knew they were a thing. Because I had a podcast back in like two thousand five no. that I no that we are not unearthing. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna find it. <laughs> it's probably on one of the message boards. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's strike two. Um, and, and 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 it kind of kind of fell out of it fell out of um, popularity, and then it kind of just just resurgence over the past what. Five to seven years now.
3: What
2: podcasts? Hmm. Just, what podcast podcasts,
0: is this? just, po- just yeah, podcasts. Just in Yeah. Just yeah. No. Just podcasts okay. in general. I'm like, what's <laughs> on the up and up? Give me this the G's, specific podcast. Bo- this one specific podcast. <laughs> um, and so just uh, again in conjunction with International Podcast Day, which is tomorrow, okay. not today. <laughs> I kind of want to just talk about, kind of go around the room and just kind of talk about some of our favorite podcasts, and you know, you know, kind of give. The people out there, some suggestions and recommendations as to why they they should listen to them, and then maybe we can discuss a few of our favorites uh, from Provoke. I don't know. I can't even Mm. remember Like it's like every time I (laughs) I remember the ones I'm on,
1: but you're on every single one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 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 So you're gonna have to do a deep cut. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll.
0: I'll I'll try to jog your memories. Okay.
1: (laughs) Fave podcasts. Fave podcast. Me go. Um, I go go. I really like uh, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Yeah! Me That's too. super good. So good. I love NPR. I have NPR One. Um, I feel like they're putting out a lot of really good contests, or, or contests, a lot of really good podcasts lately. Um, I often listen to a story podcast called Welcome to Nightville mm-hmm. that has been around for a number of years. I think since like 2013 and mm-hmm. 2012 around there. Um, But it's a storytelling podcast um, about a town in Nevada that is overwhelmed by strange occurrences. So if you're into Twin Peaks or Stranger Things or uh, sci-fi in general, then I highly recommend that one. It is a story podcast. It is horror related. Does it have uh, the 80 vibes? It has a trapped in time vibe. Okay. I wouldn't say it has an 80s vibe. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely has like a Trapped in Time vintage Kind of deal uh, But it's really good It's really, really, really great
2: I'm with Sam I love Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me That was it. definitely stylized uh, Or the um, First show that po- First podcast that I did here Was uh, stylized after the game show Yeah uh, Wait, 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 Don't Tell Me I love that
1: episode No, yeah, was I fun. listened
2: to that one yesterday
1: yeah. That
0: was
2: a fun one Um, So Doing yeah Doing your homework Love Yeah. Love uh, <laughs> Don't tell me um, the first podcast that I that really got me into liking podcasting
1: as a cool,
0: weird, yeah, yeah. Culture. What was your what was your gateway podcast? My gateway
1: podcast, um, so like podcast or radio show, podcast, podcast. podcast. yeah, well, yeah, let's go
0: with podcast.
1: My first podcast. Oh man. And let's
0: exclude anything that was just a podcast adaptation of a radio an existing radio right,
1: show. Right, yeah. I I don't want to go in that direction because I did use to listen to a lot of Philly radio when I lived up there. My gateway podcast is um it's
2: called Sounds of the Trail and it was a Audio documentary blog of these through hikers. Um, and this one girl, her name is Gizmo, they all went by their trail names. Um, Gizmo had hiked the PCT, so the Pacific mm-hmm. Crest Trail, um, on the East Coast and then the, or excuse me, um, on the West Coast and then the Appalachian Trail on the East Coast. And she had a bunch of friends that were out through hiking. And yeah. they just had their iPhones and they would record and they would just tell the ups and downs of trail life. That's and really I was, ah. Cool. Oh, I started it when I was uh, out west in Colorado, so Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I'm just going to, like, graduate and go hike the PCG. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I really, really loved them, and I was, they had been on, like, end of season two, but I started it, you know, back, so I had this, like, awesome binge series Mm -hmm. um, to catch up on, and then season three came out, and they released two episodes, and episode three, season three, episode two did not end with, like, we're taking a break, like. I just haven't heard from them since.
0: Like, are they, are oh, they no. okay? I don't know, but Gizmo, <laughs> if you're out there, let me know oh, because I'm worried. It just
2: stopped, so I don't oh, know no. if like something happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, Gizmo, if you're okay, if you're just gizmo, email just, us at provok yeah, at evocad.com, please.
1: Please let us <laughs> know, let us know you're okay. okay. Do you get corrections emails, Brian?
0: Oh no, no, I don't. Okay, I don't. Um, we, we haven't hit that little of
1: traction. No,
0: yet. it's mostly just like suggestions and spam.
2: Okay, yeah, <laughs> yep.
0: And so it goes.
2: Yes. Uh, yeah, that was the first one that really got me into just listening to stories, um, and relying upon only on like my imagination and mm-hmm. the audio I'm feeding where oh, we have so much visual stimulus in yeah. all of our storytelling these days that it was I just loved
1: I just loved the audio. For sure. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. What about you?
1: I think my first like podcast podcast was um See, I, like, just got into podcasting pretty recently, like, maybe in the last couple of years. Um, so, one that I really enjoy, I, I think it's my first, like, verifiable podcast and not just, like, people, long video strings on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the Dear Hank and John podcast. Okay. by uh, John Green, an author of young adult literature, and Hank Green, who is, like, the owner of The Financial Diet and uh, SciShow and Crash Course. and yeah, all those okay, okay. sort of things. So they they do, like, a they're both brothers, and they do, like, dubious advice via their user base because they are already really established. Like, they have a huge user base of people that are around my age or maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit younger, Um, and people just send them questions, and then they do, like, a long format Q&A session every week for a their podcast. Oh, and okay. And none of it is accurate. Like, none of it is, like, good advice. It's like, this uh, advice is absolutely not terrible. Not reliable, but it's fun. It's a good, yeah. it's a good fun, like, morning time thing to listen to when I'm on my way into the office. For sure. Um, and it's not, you know, nothing heavy. Um, I also listen to Serial. Mm. Okay. Which is a crazy good podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that one, that that's from a couple years ago now. Okay. I listened to that one as it was airing. Gotcha. The mm-hmm. first season as it was airing. That's cool. Uh, and i tried my hardest to get as many
0: people in on it as possible cuz it was crazy good <laughs> okay um gateway podcast oh okay so this is 2000 no. yep 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 this is 2008 2008 okay. um uh it's this podcast run by these two guys uh based in new york uh it was called frank and eric internet famous um, basically, no Tim and Eric
1: connection. No Tim
0: and Eric, okay. just these two dudes just like trying to figure out life in the Big Apple. Uh, one guy, I think they're either they were both from Pennsylvania, it's like small towns in Pennsylvania. Gross. Maybe one, I think one guy might have been from Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I'm not sure, um, but Can it I represent the 215. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I mean, it they it was almost like a therapy session, like a weekly, like bi-weekly therapy session where they would come together and just be like, "Hey, what's up? How's life going?" It's like, "eh, it's, it's New York, so it's pretty much crap." You know, I was like, "Oh, yep, same here." And um, I think what was cool, it, their 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 stories were pretty standard just you know girlfriend broke up with me my dog died and no. like, I switched jobs so, that what kind the of
1: hell? thing it's oh, standard stuff it's standard yeah, stuff Brian, but r- like but don't couch. don't like, yeah. yeah but don't get me
0: wrong like they weren't completely depressed or depressing the entire time it was is just that
1: is that why you listen to so much good charlotte
0: <laughs> just trying to feel something man um but no it, it 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 really just chronicled the the this the 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 goings on of living in a big cramped oftentimes dirty city yeah. Um, and it, it was it was just being able to I've because I've been following them since like I said 2008 and they, they haven't put out an episode in a couple almost like six or seven months now mm. but I I remember when they were they had just started living in the city and then they got girlfriends and I, I was there when they when they broke <laughs> up when one of them got engaged and they got married this guy one was you know contemplating moving to another city and they're like well, how are we gonna do the podcast we're breaking up the you're breaking up the group <laughs> so it was just like it, literally watching like listening to their live play out over the span of almost eight years Mm -hmm. so i mean but that was really the one that kind of got me into really got me into the whole the whole podcast phenomenon so
2: there's um espn just started a 30 for 30 podcast so if you guys are familiar with the documentaries 30 for 30 that's like a good memory that i have from high school is watching the 30 Mm -hmm. for 30 they're just cool sports stories documentaries and i would watch them with my brother and my dad and they um just finished up their first season of podcasts Thirty for Thirty. They are incredible, so I highly recommend to both of you mm-hmm. and to anyone else who wants a good story. Um, you don't have to be like a sports nut to.
0: To get into them, but they're awesome, awesome stories told really well and cool. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, well I, wanna, I mean oh yeah, go ahead.
1: Sorry, I wanna give a shout out to all the books also. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a podcast called All the Books. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah, I was like shout out <laughs> all the books. It's like y'all remember <laughs> just books. The books in general. Um, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. It is a female led podcast about mm. just books in general and like things that are coming out now. Um, my partner and I have a crazy large library in our house mm. of just cause we cannot stop and Amazon is an enabler. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we um, are both book collectors and that's sort of one of the avenues that we use to find new things to read. Um, and they are really great um, with including authors that um, are not necessarily on a bestseller list. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, fantasy picks and real life picks. I read a lot of nonfiction. I read a lot of, like, biographies and autobiographies. Mm -hmm. So they they have a good sprinkling of stuff in there, good fantasy stuff. I'm a huge nerd and I'm going to stop talking now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, Thank you guys for coming in and and talking to us about content in all of its various forms um as usual if you have any questions comments or concerns be sure to send them to provoke that's p-r-o-v-o-k at evokead.com and follow us on twitter at evoke at evoke advertising and on facebook at evoke advertising to keep up with all of our contributions to the advertising world now i don't have a quote i don't have a quote Um, quote me quote something Gina uh,
1: Davis Foundation
0: for Women in Media <laughs> excellent <laughs> thanks Gina Davis shout out shout out <laughs> to Gina, Gina Davis, Davis. <laughs> keep doing you boo <laughs> oh my god and, th- and with that said y'all take care